Good morning on this very hot July morning. It kind of reminds me of the fact that I don't want to spend any place in eternity that's going to be hot like this. I know it'll be even worse. You know, friends don't let friends die lost. Psalms 126, 5 and 6 says, Those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. He who goes out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, bringing in his sheaves with him. 2 Corinthians 4, 3, And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. At an early evangelistic meeting, Mordecai Ham, a well-known evangelist of the past, went after the worst sinner in the area. He found him hiding in a cornfield. The sinner said, What are you going to do to me? And the evangelist said, Well, I'm going to ask God to kill you. Well, why? Well, why not? You don't believe in God, so it shouldn't bother you. Please don't pray that. All right, I'll pray for God to save you. And the man accepted Christ, and he and his whole family were baptized. You know, if you had a chance to be a hero, would you? I mean, even if it might cost you something to do it. Would you pull out your garden hose to help save your neighbor from a fire? That would be being a hero. When I was in Cheyenne, I looked out the back uh, window of our parsonage, and I saw that the neighbor's kitchen was on fire, and, and I ran outside and started to yell. I couldn't get over the back wall because it was too high, and so I dashed around the block and banged on the front door to warn them that their house was on fire. They were able to get it out. If you were a doctor, would you be able to tell someone they had a terminal disease? How about if you had the cure? Well, then you'd be their hero. That makes it easier, doesn't it? If you take the car keys away from a drunk, he might not see you as a hero just then, but maybe later he'll realize that what you did was heroic. What if you witnessed to a friend and helped save him from hell? I think then you'd really be a hero. If you'd sit by the bedside of an ailing fam family member and then, you know, you should invite them to church once they recover. God has called Christians to buckle down and make the big decision about life and eternity and what's truly important. God has called us to make sharing the gospel and leading people to Jesus Christ and to salvation our priority. When God looks down, he sees two kinds of people. Oh, yeah, someone's going to say black and white. No. Uh, somebody else will say, well, Democrats and Republicans. No. Or somebody else say, well, the rich and the poor. No. He sees saved or lost. People on their way to heaven or on their way to hell. In the Bible, unredeemed, unforgiven sinners are regarded as lost. And I know that the new politically correct term for unsaved people is eternity challenged. But the fact is, what I'm talking about is people who don't know Christ as their Savior and are going to spend eternity in a devil's hell if they don't accept him as their Lord and Savior before they die. 2 Corinthians 4, 3, And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. Luke 15, 6, 
talks about the good shepherd going out and finding the lost sheep and it says and when he comes home he calls together his friends and his neighbors saying to them rejoice with me for I have found my sheep that was lost in Luke 15 9 and 10 we see a woman who has lost a very important coin for her life. She had to have it in order to fulfill her marriage. She needed ten coins. And it says, And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I have lost. Just so, I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Luke chapter 19, verse 10 says, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. I want to tell you about my hero. He's the greatest hero of all time. He jumped in to save me when I really needed him because I was lost. He didn't just tell me how to avoid hell. He made it possible by what he did for me and for you. You know, we sing in Amazing Grace the song, I once was lost, but now I'm found. Well, what does it mean to die lost? Jesus couldn't just sit by and watch us die in our sins and then go to hell. He had to step into action and do something to save us. And the only thing that would accomplish saving me and you from the consequences of sin is for someone without sins of his own to die for those who were plagued with sin. Hebrews 4, 15 and 16 says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Jesus took our place upon the cross. You and I could not atone for our sin or each other's sin. Only Jesus Christ could take our sins because he had none of his own and die in our place and then share that salvation with us. One day a man went to visit a church. He arrived early, parked his car and got out. Another car pulled up near him and the driver told him, I always park there, you took my place. The visitor went inside for Sunday school, found an empty seat, and sat down. And a crabby old lady from the church approached him and stated, That's my seat. You took my place. The visitor was somewhat distressed by this rude welcome, but said nothing. After Sunday school, the visitor went into the church service and, and sat down in the sanctuary. Another member walked up to him and said, That's where I always sit. You took my place. The visitor was even more troubled by this treatment, but he said nothing. Later, as the congregation was praying for Christ to dwell among them, the visitor stood and people began to notice things about him that they hadn't previously seen. Horrible scars became visible on his hands and on his sandaled feet. Someone from the congregation noticed and called out, What happened to you? The visitor, visitor humbly replied, I took your place. Remember that Christ Jesus took our place on Calvary. Don't take it for granted. Give him thanks for his love and mercy. Accept what he's done for you. And then tell someone else about his love for them. 
You know, we vaccinate our children to protect them from disease, the childhood diseases of measles and mumps and all these different things because a small dose of the real thing protects us from having the real thing. Some of you have been in church for such a long time that you've been vaccinated with a dose of religion, but you've missed the real thing. Our salvation isn't just saying some word, some little phrase that we repeat after somebody else has said it. Our salvation includes there's repentance uh, uh, in our lives, a heart change, and then the head can grasp what has happened. Too often, we just kind of get saved in our mind and say, well, I've done what I'm supposed to do. I said those words. But it's got to go deeper than that. It's got to be in our heart that we confess our sins to Jesus and accept him as our Savior. Louis Pasteur, the pioneer of immunology, lived at a time when thousands of people died each year of rabies. Pasteur had worked for years on a vaccine. Just as he was about to begin experimenting on himself, a nine-year-old Joseph Meister was bitten by a rabid dog. The boy's mother begged Pasteur to experiment on her son. Pasteur injected Joseph for ten days, and the boy lived. Decades later, of all the things that Pasteur could have etched on his headstone, he asked for three words. Joseph Meister lived. Our greatest legacy will be those who live eternally in heaven because of our efforts to tell them about Jesus Christ. There's a story about a missionary, or no, excuse me, a story about a monastery in Europe perched high on a cliff, hundreds of feet in the air. The only way to reach the monastery was to be suspended in a basket which was pulled to the top by several monks who pulled and tugged with all their strength. Obviously, the ride up the steep cliff in that basket was terrifying. One tourist got panic-stricken about halfway up when he noticed that the rope by which he was suspended was old and frayed. In a trembling voice, he asked the monk in the basket with him how often they changed the rope. The monk thought for a moment and answered briskly, Well, whenever it breaks. In a real sense, that sounds like life. James chapter 4, verse 14 says, Yet you who do not know what tomorrow will bring, what is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. We don't, we, we make plans as if we were going to be here on earth forever. Like, like this is our final destination. Well, I want you to know it's not. There's more and we need to be prepared for eternity. We don't know when the rope's going to break and will be cast into eternity. We stand around congratulating each other for all the things we accomplish, what a good job we do while people all around us are going to hell. The Times reporter of New Philadelphia, Ohio, reported in September 1985 on a celebration at a New Orleans municipal pool. The party around the pool was held to celebrate the first summer in memory without a drowning at any New, York, New Orleans city pools. In honor of the occasion, 200 people gathered, including 100 certified lifeguards. As the party was breaking up and the four lifeguards on duty began to clear the pool, 
they found a fully dressed body in the deep end. They tried to revive Jerome Moody, age 31, but it was too late. He had drowned, surrounded by lifeguards, celebrating their successful season. I wonder how many friends, visitors, and strangers are among us Christians congratulating each other, but they're drowning in loneliness, hurt, and doubt, while we, who could help them, don't even realize that they need help. Christians have a reason to celebrate, but our mission, as the old hymn says, is to rescue the perishing and care for the dying. And so often, they're right next to us, and so often we overlook them because we don't know to look for them. Jesus saw our horrible dilemma. dilemma. He saw we were helplessly lost in sin and on our way to hell, and so he dived into the human race in order to save us. But so many reject him and push him away, and they're going to die lost. An old man got angry with his faithful dog. The dog had a habit of whining, and it was getting on the old man's nerves. He decided he couldn't stand it anymore. He was going to get rid of the dog. He lived near a lake, and he decided to drown the dog. He rented a boat and put the dog in the boat and pushed off from the dock. The faithful old dog thought they were going for a good time together, and he wagged his tail and whined excitedly. The old man got to the middle of the lake and threw the dog overboard. The dog desperately tried to crawl back into the boat. The old man took one of the oars and smacked the dog on the head, trying to force him under the water to drown him. The dog kept surfacing in spite of the punishing blows on his head. The old man took a powerful swing at the dog and lost his balance. The boat capsized, throwing the old man into the water. He panicked and began to scream for help because he could not swim. The old dog paddled over and got a grip with his teeth on the old man's shirt collar and towed him all the way back to shore. The dog died from exhaustion after putting forth that effort. You know, it reminds me a lot of what Jesus Christ has done. We were or are dying in sin and on our way to eternal hell. And, you know, we reject Christ or we say we're not ready yet. No matter how you have rejected him and hurt him, he died in he dived into this sinful world knowing that it would cost him his life to save you from the consequences of sin. You could not save yourself from the curse of sin, so he, the perfect sinless son of God, became the very essence of sin and took your place. He held nothing back. Do you even care? You see, friends don't let friends die lost. The greatest friend we have is Jesus Christ. He is your friend. He's done all he can so that you won't die lost. But it's up to you to make the decision to accept what he has done. And then you decide, do you have a friend who also needs to hear this good news? Father, I pray that you help us first to let you be our Lord and Savior. That Jesus, if there's somebody listening right now that doesn't know you, let them know that if you confess your sins, you're faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And let them, Lord, not only just tell you they've got sins, but repent, be sorry for their sinful living, 
and ask you to be their Lord and Savior. And then, Father, help us to be aware of those around us who don't know Jesus Christ, who are going to spend eternity in hell or in heaven. Lord, help us to realize how serious this is, and if we know you as our Savior, to pass the good news on to them. We thank you so much, Father, for being our, our Lord and Savior, and I ask today we might glorify you, we might see people as you do, and be able to rescue the per perishing and care for the dying. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I would invite you, if you want to come tomorrow, to the First Baptist Church on the corner of First Avenue in Buffalo in, in uh, Holbrook, that uh, Marty is going to be teaching the adult Sunday school class, and I'm going to be preaching in the morning worship service. And I would invite you to come and be a part of what we're doing. And, I, you know, if you're not in the area, but you would like to somehow get in touch with me, I will tell you that you can call me on the telephone, 623-845-2741, or you can text me at that number. Also, you could write me at Box 4031, Sun Valley, Arizona, 86029, or you could send some kind of a thing to me in the email, often though, I might miss that because of the volume of email we get, but it's lowercase r-e-v-w-m-w-w-o-o-d-s at gmail.com. I pray that you're having a good day. I pray that the heat won't get to you and that you'll be able to help others find Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. God bless you, and I'll try to talk to you next week.